Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Good to be here. How's everyone feeling? It's awesome. Chichi leant over and said, hey Tim, don't get up and thank me. We've had enough thank you. So, well, thank you anyway. For being here, you're a good legend of a man couple. So uh, I'm going to get straight into it this morning. Noah's already coming. He said, Tim, can you make it quick? I want to go to the beach. The surf is pumping apparently, so we'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll try it, Noah. This is the word of God though, so. All right, good. Awesome. I'm going to read out a scripture. The message is called Rocks to Stones. And it's just a process of being a rock and getting turned into a stone. It's not that, it's not that complicated. All right. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? He asked. Who do you say I am? And I love all that little opening part there about what people say. It's always interesting to think about what everyone else is saying about a topic and you go onto Facebook and you figure out what other people are saying. Are you like me? I read the comments. And then sometimes I realise I shouldn't read the comments because then I get real angry. I start reading everyone's comments, and then I want to get on there, but I realise my pastor and I get annoyed because if I get found out to be saying some of the stuff I want to say and use the words I want to use, then... I'd lose my job as a pastor. So I don't do that. I stay off comments. Point one, stay off the comments. Right, good. Uh, But what do people say? And this was Jesus' question to his 12 disciples that were following him. He wanted to know what they thought of him. The question wasn't about what others say. It was really, he was more interested in what, what do you say? And I would pose that question to you this morning. What do you say? Who do you say Jesus is? Because I think in the age we're living, it's going to be really important as believers that you kind of got a clear idea exactly who he is. And uh, he is the Son of God. And so we'll we'll go on to Peter comes up with that himself. (laughs) Simon Peter answered, and this is a pressure for Simon because Simon's with obviously the other 11 and no one's really said personally what they think. Everyone's saying what others think, but no one had the guts to say, this is what I say. And so Simon answers, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail, uh, will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. This is an awesome little passage. Simon means read. It means easily moved, easily shaken. Simon basically means I take on the opinions of what everyone else is thinking and I'm easily shifted in what I think about life and the direction I'm going. So in that moment, Jesus changes his name. He says, you are Petros, is the Greek, and it means basically you're a rock. You've gone from being shifty and easily moved. You've gone to being solid. And the solidness came from the fact he recognized and realized who Jesus was. You're not just a person on the earth. You're not just another man. You're not a prophet. You're not Jeremiah. You're not Elijah. You're not one of those. You are the Son of God in the flesh walking on the earth. And so the context, context is important. The context, Caesarea Philippi, they're walking up on this. I just need you to imagine this for a second if you could. Just 
<laughs> imagine it, see it in front of your own eyes and your imaginators. <laughs> probably would have been dusty because it's the Bible. Everything was dusty and they probably had sandals on because that's what they wore. Robes, sandals, dust. Now you've got a good picture of biblical times. You don't need to go to Bible college, you've just learned it. Dusty, biblical robes and they're walking up a hill and they come over the hill and they see Caesarea Philippi. And Caesarea Philippi was known as a place of great worship of all these different gods and rocks. And, and what people had done, people had carved into the side of this huge cliff. So people did this. They carved into rock. It took them thousands and thousands of hours carving into rock images of the different gods that they would worship. And they would go there on a daily basis. They would offer animal sacrifices. They'd light candles, incense, smoke, you know. And so they're there. And these people are giving their time. They're taking their animals, their precious, expensive animals. They're taking up their sacrificing to these gods. And I don't know what they're thinking or doing or believing for, but they're doing it and they're giving their time to it, they're giving their money, they're giving all their energy to the stuff. And they're like, this is awesome. And this scripture, we get to see an insight into what God is like and what annoys God. Because you realize in the scriptures, you read it, it's like sin, the bad stuff we do in life, didn't really annoy him that much. He wasn't that worried. In fact, the Bible says he hung out with tax collectors and prostitutes and sinners and drunkards. He, didn't, he wasn't offended by those people. What he was offended by was religion, and he was offended by what people gave their time to. And they're giving time to this worship of these stone gods chipped out of rock. And so he turns to his disciples, annoyed. He's frustrated. He's like, well, fair people are giving them money. They're, they're willing to spend thousands of hours carving an image into a rock, and then they come here daily and they worship it. He's like, well, who the heck am I? Because he's got on, he's walking up, he's like, who am I? Wow. And they're all like, well, I don't know, we're too scared to say. Some say this, some say that. We just, But it's the context which is important. Because yeah. this is what people are passionate about. They're passionate about stuff. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Things that we make. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff that we buy. It's funny that it's chemically proven that if you like want something, you start thinking about it, and then you start seeing it everywhere. Yes. I want a new Toyota Hilux. You see, there's one, there's one, there's one, there's one, there's one, and then you start to figure it out. Recently, when we're camping, and um, and uh, my nephew, he's like 17, just got his license, and I'm an electrician by trade, and I was working with my nephew. And, and he hadn't bought his car yet, but he wanted a Toyota Hilux. That was when I get my license, I'm going to get a Toyota Hilux. I'm going to get a lift kit, and I'm going to get bigger wheels, and I'm going to get mud guards, and I'm going to get a roof rack. And then they call it like they call it a rig. Yeah. And so we're driving along the road in, our, in the work van, and every, on the way to work, everywhere he looks, oh, rig! Oh, look at that rig! Oh, rig! And he's just, he's passionate about it, he's willing to talk like that about it. And I'm like, his name's Kobe, I'm like, Kobe, shut up! I don't care about your stupid rig! Oh, but have you seen that one? Look how high it is! You need a ladder to get into that! Oh, that's sick! Like, Alright, whatever. We go away camping, 
recently, and there are rigs everywhere. Like everyone, in, after COVID, everyone's got a flipping rig. And caravan rigs, like hundreds of thousands of rigs, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of rigs drive along the road, like, and then they get there, and I mean, I've got one, so. <laughs> I can't, I can't get a rig tall. Not as expensive as some of the other rigs, but we got like a camper pop top thing and I've got a Toyota Prado. So we you know, it's got bigger top. I may have put a lift kit on it. It's all right. I love Jesus though, so it's okay. And we get there and like, you just see everyone's rift and the and then you get there, especially the guys, like it's just awesome. We go over, it was like sunset drinks at this spot and we're looking over the ocean. And you're like, you're amongst the boys, you know, mate, got Ricky here. Do you need Wi Fi? I've got Wi Fi in mine here. I've got one of those pop top. I've got a sat nap. Yeah, Skyly, I'm connected to the stars. I've got everything. The satellite's in mine. I've connected into it. I've got Wi Fi. Kids need Wi Fi, you know. Anyway, the family won't come away without that. They go, oh, this chair. This chair's electric. Next time. It's got a fridge in the, in the side. I can put a beer in the side. Yeah, but that one. So I'm with these guys and we're about the sunset and then one of them's like, I'm talking to us, I said, oh mate, what do you do for work? No, I don't work. <laughs> no, I quit my job, sold everything up and bought a rig. <laughs> Good on you. And then I've got another guy on the other side going like, oh man, that's awesome. How long you, I've been on the road 10 months. I said, well, so, and I'm like, I'm new to this. So I'm like, well, are you going to go back to work? No, man. I'm not getting back on the hamster wheel. All my mates are still doing that. They're on the hamster wheel, man. And then the other guy on the other side's like, yeah, man. Don't you get back on that hamster wheel. You follow the energy, man. You go where the energy leads you. And I've got like fucking beavers and butthead one dumb and dumb on either side just going, yeah, man, you go where that rig takes you. And they're like, yeah, man, you follow the energy, man. Yeah, don't go back on that. And this is the, I don't really have a point. <laughs> Rocks to stones. Rocks to stones, that's right. Those guys are opinionated on what they believe. They are 100% convinced of their gospel, their message, the message and the God of the rig, to worship it, to give their time to it, and they've got no problem telling you this is what you should be making your life about and this is what you should be focusing on. And it could be the God of the sport club, it could be the God of the surf club, it could be the God of the weekend sport. I'm just going to try and offend everyone. I don't leave anyone out. It's whatever you are passionate, whatever you give your time and energy to more than God. That's what Jesus was frustrated about. As he's come up this place, people are giving their time and their energy all to these things and it's not that those things, well, in that case, it was they were bad because there were other gods. But for us, it's just it's, it's the level of where we place those things. That was the point. The point is, what are we putting above God? And these images nearly appear more important, carved, shaped images. And the problem with Jesus, he was just a man. That's what the Bible says. He was just a man like you and me. So he had not the appearance of some... It was just a person. You know, the Bible says this awesome thing, that you're created in the image of God. You're God's image in the earth. The image that you bear is God's image. There was a, another guy, in the, I won't go into it, but he talked about this coin and he said to the, Jesus, he said, you know, whose image is on the coin? And Jesus asked this guy this question. And the guy says, it's Caesar's image. And Jesus makes this comment, he says, well, render unto Caesar that which belongs to Caesar and render unto God that which belongs to God. 
The point of it was the coin had Caesar's image on it. And so Jesus is saying that coin belongs to him because it's got his image on it. And then he makes the point, he says, but render unto God that which belongs to God. You are the image of God. So it's not a small thing when God says, bring your body as a living sacrifice and offer that to God. You bring your life to God. You seek first the kingdom of God. And the Bible says all the other things will be added unto you. But where you put your focus and attention, number one, has got to be on Jesus, the Son of God in the earth. And when we do that, all the other stuff, the rigs, the things, the sport, the whatever, the vitamins, the... <laughs> whatever. <laughs> well, I just realised I'm offended at my butt there, so I'll make a point of that too. <laughs> we stay in the... Let me... um. Read a Bible verse. <laughs> and I'll finish up because we've got to get to the beach, don't we now? God of Surf. All right, awesome. <laughs> 1 Samuel chapter 17 says, Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of the shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand approached the Philistine. This is David. And David got told, you know, go kill this giant. David decided he, he was going to do it, but and they try and put Saul's armor on him. And David goes, I can't do it in Saul's armor. And it says David goes down to the stream because he was good with a sling. And so he goes down to the stream and he picks five smooth stones. Jesus called Peter a rock. Here's, there's another scripture, I haven't got time to go into it, but it talks about a stream coming from a temple. It's in Ezekiel. And the temple represents the church. And it says there's a stream that flows from the temple, from the temple door. David goes down to the stream to, to grab what he needs to kill the giant. Five smooth stones. When we come to church, the point is people. That's the point. The point of all of this is people. You've got to see them all on different faces on the video. People. People are the point. People are also the problem. <laughs> when it comes to church. But you've got to stay in the stream. That's my point. And when we're in the stream, we get smooth. Because we're in the stream of the temple and the water's flowing. The Spirit of God flows in that place. And we rumble down the river together. Chink, chink, chink. Chink, chink, chink. Seeing like a smooth stone that's been in the water. And it gets smoothed off, and all those little attitudes and little problems that we have with other people. As you roll down the stream, you get offended, you get upset. People, I'm going to leave this stream, join that stream. And they go to that stream and they realize people are the same in that stream. And I'll try that stream over there. And that people are the same there. And the, the point, though, is about you changing in the stream with the people that God has put beside you as you roll downstream together. And if you stick at it for 10 years, you start to build friendships, relationships, community, and that's the point. The point is stay in the stream, and that's what he's basically saying to Peter. When we get a revelation of who Jesus is, we decide we're going to stay in the stream. On that rock, I'll build my church. And this is the church. And this is what I love about this couple. 
They just decided we're going to go and have 550 services. <laughs> and, I, and surely over 500, we get to roll together, we get to bump together, we get to chink, 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 and we get and something happens, friendship, community. We get to come together, honour Jesus, and it's all good. Why don't we get the band back up? And that'll be awesome. We'll, we'll finish up. What a celebratory day. I'm going to read out this. Uh, five smooth stones, I've looked it up. It means the number five symbolizes God's grace, goodness, and favor towards humans. It is mentioned 318 times in Scripture. Five also represents grace multiplied by itself, which is 25. is grace upon grace. The Ten Commandments contain two sets of five commandments. The first five commandments are related to our treatment and relationship with God, with the remaining one concerned with our relationship with other humans. Isn't that interesting? The first five commandments about us and God. The second five commandments is about us and others. God is interested in your relationship with him, and he's interested in your relationship with others. Stay in the street, people. Stay in the church, stay in the temple, stay in the water. Give your life completely to Jesus Christ. Recognize him as the Son of God and all those other things. Rigs, lift kits, houses, holidays. They're all good, but there is nothing quite like having God in your heart. Why don't we just all close our eyes this morning? Let me pray for you. I want to ask this question here today. If you're here this morning and you've never given your heart to Jesus, you've never prayed a prayer or you've asked Jesus Christ into your heart, or maybe you're here this morning and at some point in time you did do that, but you feel like other things have become more important and you're feeling here today, I need to get back with God. I need to make my life right with Him again. In just a couple of moments, if you want to pray that prayer, either one of those, you've never prayed that prayer, or here today you feel to make your life right with God, I'd love you to just slip up your hand in the air and just say, yeah, that's me. Here today, I'd love to pray that. I want to ask Jesus to come into my heart, or I'm feeling like I'm not quite connected or walking with God, and I want to ask Him to come back. I want to make Him Lord of my life. If that's you this morning, can you just slip up your hand right now and just Slip it up, wave it around so I can see it. And I'll pray for you. I'm not going to make you leave your seat or do anything crazy. Just be between you and God. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Let's pray this. Say these words after me. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. You are the Lord of my life. You're the God of my life. I love you. I worship you. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.